Thank you for tuning in to this week's Just Ball Things. If you're catching us on the podcast, remember to give us a rating and review. And now, on with the show. Shut up and sit down. This week on Just Ball Things, Jack is joining me live from Melbourne as we discuss all things NBA this week. Like where does Steph's latest injury leave the Warriors? Whether James Harden is the best player that D'Antoni has ever coached? And whether the Boomers will kick some serious butt against Team USA in the upcoming match in 2019? We'll be discussing Rudy Gobert's claim at Defensive Player of the Year. And we'll also be touching on Brad Stevens for Coach of the Year. And Off Topic this week is Dinosaur Inspired. So shut up, sit down, because JBT is about to begin. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, from wherever you're listening across the world. Welcome to another episode of Just Ball Things. With me today, not quite from the sunny London, England, but right here, right next to me, I'm touching touching him right now. I'm touching his knee. (laughs) Is the J-Man, Jack Manuel. How are you, mate? Very well rested, Nick. Good to be in the land of Melbourne where there's a bit of sun. It's no longer the the sarcasm of sunny England, it's (laughs) the real... Actual it's a real sunny Melbourne. It actually is pretty sunny today. And yesterday, like I literally rock up and it's like raining. I'm yeah, like, was, I brought it, it with was, me. It was a bit of a dreary day yesterday, but the the Friday and the today, the Sunday, has definitely been uh, quite favourable. So good time to come back. What's your name again? And my name? Yeah, my I, name. I always <laughs> ask you what your name is because you always forget to do it. I mean, I believe that you always forget my name. I mean, you need an introduction every week. Uh, cool. My name is Nick Busink, and just as a little tidbit about myself i have a two and a half inch toe <laughs> oh yeah the, the, I know, I, I, the, the pause yeah the pause got you <laughs> you played that pause <laughs> so how two, does two and a half inch toe what type of big toe pinky toe i'll show you right now jack i can see it for the people that can't see it, nick has it's his the foot toe next to the big toe so the Okay, yes. And I've always known that I've had big toes, but I was was sitting here with um, my lovely girlfriend. And you were measuring toes as you do in your free time. Because I was just, we were just, we were were watching TV and I had, we were just looking down, down the bed. Yeah, yeah. Towards the TV. Hey, hey. And, hey. um, And I was just like, God damn, my toes are big. So I mentioned. (laughs) And, yeah, two and a half inches. That's, that is, that is a sizable toe. Alright, I reckon we need to have a break this podcast because I want to see, or, or at, at JBT Nick, if you think that that is a large toe, if you've got the size of your toes in comparison, because I'm not sure what... I mean, my toe could be a finger. That's when you know your toes are big. Maybe. Well, um, with that, um, let's speak about Basketball? Is that what we do in this podcast? Yeah, I, th- I, th- I mean, I think so. Or do we speak about like human oddities? Uh, because we speak about. Some uh, I, I mean, uh, you know what they, I mean, you know what they say about big toes. Big, very low self-esteem, <laughs> and that's both of us. And that's why we do podcasts for <laughs> validation, and that's why we do the Music Manuel scale. Mm-hmm. It validates NBA facts, Nicholas, doesn't yeah, it? Right. Yep. For those of you who are new, this is a scale created by us. It sums up how likely things are to happen in NBA from toes. To uh, from fingers, new, new, fingers, Knees. rumors, hot takes, whatever Shoulders. we scale it on alternative fact, Twitter fact, Wikipedia fact, or just a straight up fact, depending how likely those things are. First one here, mate, Steph Curry injured again, injured again, MCL. the bumbling, bumbling warriors. 
Yeah, they, they, they need to like trade all their centers against someone that can actually not injure someone. Bloody hell. I mean, they invented the small ball game. Just don't, <laughs> don't have any big Keep anymore. Jordan Bell out there, keep Draymond, and just don't play JaVale and Zaza until oh, the time. Um, so he has recently injured his MCL. His knee, yeah. Yes, um, and he'll be out for an extended period of time. I uh, should be back... Um, I said that two first, to Two to four weeks, wasn't it? Uh, three to six. So there's, six. A, there's a chance... Oh, two to four, yeah. I think because... Him and Kyrie had injuries, obviously not of the same nature, but both of them are knees. But Steph's injury could leave him out of the first round of the playoffs, which is funnily enough similar to KD where he was last year. Uh, when he he missed out with that um, injury at the end of the year, he thought he was going to miss the playoffs. Mm. So obviously good news, I mean, if there is good news to come from it. But Nick, his constant injuries, are they a worry for the Warriors' short-term and also long-term success? Mm. Because... We've, Double prong. We've, we talked about Steph Curry's ankle injuries before. This MCL, he, I don't think he's had many knee uh, injuries before. No, it's, all, it's all been revolved ankles. around his ankles, yeah. And that's obviously how they got him in that four-year, $44 million deal, was able to sort of build this dynasty that they have. Mm. Now he's on the super max, like the super, super max, which I think him, Wall, Westbrook, um, and I think Kawhi could be getting soon as well. Uh, just a heads up as well. We're not talking about Kawhi this year, this week. We might talk about it <laughs> no, next week. No, we are not. <laughs> um but does this hinder their, sh- obviously, short-term success in terms of this year's playoffs, but long-term as well, if they're wanting to continue to build around him, because he is the guy, KD, Clay, they're all sticking around. If he can't get out there, and they've already already offered him that max deal, it hinders their ability to uh, attract free agents as well. So I think it's double-pronged. You, I guess you, if you want to, you can attack this from like two ways, where it's like fact mm. for this year and alternative fact for next year. What do you think? Um, I mean, this year, it's it's a... They're a worry. They are. I think it's a hashtag fact. We've talked about this, yeah. I mean, it wasn't uh, so much of a worry earlier with his Ankles. ankle. Um, I still believe that they could bounce back. But now this is the second in- second injury in a week. Mm. Um, it is... It's like you, you get those players who were just injured all the time. It could be completely different injuries. Obviously, the same ones seem to aggravate in Steph. Yeah. But players that are injured just find ways to get injured. Yeah, Derek Blake, Rose. Derek Rose has had a million different things happen to his body. Blake ankle. Griffin as well. Yep, and yep. they seem to be, I mean, they seem to be a, a completely unfo- a misfortune. Yeah. It, it's complete misfortune. And yet it happens to the same players over and over again. Yeah. It's, it's almost like misfortune, but there's, there's, there's some sort of reason that it keeps it's happening like to these players. basketball karma for them. Or yeah, some exactly. It's, it's like, yeah, some the sort of strange gods. entity is uh, yeah. controlling this. I'd say it is worrying, um, mainly because of the length of his contract as well. That's, that's more the long-term success. Yes. Um, he'll, you say, I think you mentioned he'll be 34 uh, when by the end of it. Well, he yeah, had his 31st birthday, we all yeah. saw. And that max, I think, go, takes him to 34, 35. Mm. So, I mean, Steph has an ability where he could just be a spot-up shooter yeah. going forward. So that helps him somewhat. But he also, his success is has been predicated on being able to get to the line. He's one of the best free-throw shooters in the NBA. Mm. Um, but in terms of the impact on short-term, you know, the Warriors have a 120.4 offensive efficiency with Steph Curry on the floor this year. That's via ESPN Stats and Info. And that's the best team offensive efficiency with any one player on the court over the last 20 seasons. Steve, um, he, and, and it was actually him as well last season mm. with 118.1 and also Steve Nash and KD uh, over the past few seasons as well. So he, the impact that he has offensively, we've mentioned to death. And also the effect that he has on his teammates. So the basketball economist put out a good tweet. I'm not going to explain it um, at length. But basically, we know, obviously, Steph Curry gets easy shots for Draymond, for Clay, Because mm. he draws that gravity away from them, 
where Clay can be just a spot-up shooter. Draymond gets open three-pointers rather than contested three-pointers. KD as well. So it, it just, the gravitas that he has around, and it, it would be the same with Kim and Durant, but Steph obviously is the guy in, in Golden State. So long-term, it's a fact. Short-term, I'm going to give it Wiki because I think there's still... You know, if, he, if he's back by the side of the playoffs, um, you know, he's back by the finals when they're likely to be the Houston Rockets, it could mess with momentum, but I still think that they've got a chance because they are, at the end of the day, the Golden State Warriors. I mean, I saw a tweet that had um, something like, uh, it just listed all the uh, all the injuries that are currently on the, um, yeah. on the Golden Current. State roster, and there's, you know, 10, 10 to 12 guys on that list. And then, top-rated comment... Um, watch them win the final. Watch them <laughs> yeah. all come back and win the finals. And I'm we just could. like, yeah. We do say though, and this is across all sports, health is the number one thing. So Houston Rockets right now, James Harden was mm-hmm. having some in- injuries last season going in towards the playoffs. He's completely healthy now. You know, they've been resting players. They've been resting Chris Paul. Mm. So I think the Houston Rockets definitely watch this space for those guys. Um, the West isn't as open as is much more open than it has been in, in previous seasons. You know, the, uh, the Warriors certainly do look somewhat shaky. Um, not shaky, but like maybe a little bit fidgety. Yeah, and I mentioned it last, I mentioned it last week, is that mentality. Like yes. Teams can think, teams yep. know that they can take them down now. And that's going to be dangerous. All in the head, Nicholas. That's but it. we just spoke of um, James Harden. Now, James Harden, Mike D'Antoni made some comments earlier in the week. So he, he mentioned, James Harden is the best player Mike D'Antoni's ever coached. This is in light of the coach's comments following Harden's masterful performance against the Blazers. So to put this into perspective, Mike D'Antoni has coached Kobe Bryant at the Lakers. He's coached um, uh, Carmelo Anthony at the Knicks. And I believe he has coached Steve Nash of the Phoenix Suns when he was mm. Steve Nash. And I think he's probably, for me, the number one contender of this. Kobe was sort of fading somewhat towards the end of his career. He was still the guy. But right now is sort of James Harden at his peak. Mm. And people are even comparing him to Kobe Bryant in terms of his offensive game overall because obviously he is one of the best passers in today's NBA. He gets to the line at a rate that is just ridiculous. Um, but for me, I, I, I give this a wiki because I... Ca- I find it hard to separate Steve Nash, who's one of my favorite players. So there's an element of bias for me. And in the way that sort of Steve Nash helped inform Mike D'Antoni's coaching philosophy. Mm. James Harden is almost the epitome of it. uh, And then some. So he's sort of been able to like juice out his um, philosophy and make it even further. And just absolutely ridiculous because obviously James Harden, Steve Nash became a great shooter. Mm. James Harden's always been a great shooter. Mm. And then, you know, he, he sort of threw the ball into his hands. You're a point guard now. We all know that infamous moment and sort of how it's spanned from there. So I think that there's, it's a wiki because for me, Steve Nash might be, he's a two-time MVP. Now, James Harden's obviously likely to be an MVP this year. And Steve Nash, you know, there was questions around the fact that he should have, shouldn't have won those MVPs. There's yep. questions about the fact that James Harden should have won maybe the MVP that Steph Curry first won. Um, you know, he's been a top contender for over the past four years. So I'm giving this wiki because, you know, James Harden is fantastic. But, you know, Kobe, Mello, Steve Nash, this is a pretty good company as well. Yeah, of course. Um, best player that he's ever coached, possibly at the time of um, that Mike D'Antoni has been coaching. Yeah. Obviously, Kobe yeah. is... Kobe would be the best player out of those... Out ever. of that whole three. Yeah. Um, and, of, of course, over his whole career. But, you know... You can, when you, he's you, coaching can you can take uh, the rookie the rookie year of Kobe Bryant and whoever was coaching that if he only coached that one season yeah. then you could say 
Well, yeah, okay, Kobe Bryant's the best player he's ever coached, but he wasn't the best player when he was coaching. And he had Steve Nash at his prime, exactly. so I think that's why the, the main comparison comes But from. I think James James Harden has benefited from Mike D'Antoni's time yeah. with the coaching um, Steve Nash. The best in him, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, that, it's that philosophy that was instilled early that has been continually worked on, yep. and now in a current NBA style that suits the, suits the system and the players, and the, they set players perfectly... Um, Harden is the beneficiary of of all this, yeah. Of all this, uh, this this culmination of knowledge and and all this experience. time and experience. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one a um, fact a, it. Oh yeah, screw it. Let's fact it. Why not? Fact it. One of um, us has to because I because th- I'm I was so borderline on it that you know it's it's and I think you make a good point and we talked about the Golden State Warriors and how they've sort of changed offensive schemes and you know the ISO play of James Harden and Chris Paul that has sort of been in, um, mm. sort of indicated and not indicated but pre like instilled by Mike D'Antoni this year and just how he's given free reign to James Harden on that end you know it could be changing the NBA because we, we saw that like we think that ISO plays are almost the worst plays that you have but mm. if you could put the ball in your be- the ball into your best players hands who knows what can happen? So, but a player that loves having the ball in his hands as well. I'm trying to do my segues as good as possible. It's a bit hard. It's a bit harder on the spot. I don't know. I feel the pressure sitting next to Nick. Um, but with the news that Kyrie Irving had surgery and could be out for up to six weeks, obviously he had some, uh, I quote, non-invasive surgery on his knee. I think there was a rod in there that was causing him some friction. I think some screws or screws. There was some sort metal. of metal. There's a metal that's. I would not like to have metal inside me either, unless you know I was getting banged by a transformer or something. That's a weird thing to say. <laughs> I don't know why I said that, but with the news that Kyrie Irving had surgery and could be out for up to <laughs> six weeks, the Celtics, Nicholas, hot take here, will be blown out of the playoffs in the first round. Oh, bang! Bloody hell! If they take on the Heat, now this is one that a lot, and even Bill Simmons, the it's the Celtics god, Celtics fan god himself, does not want to take on the Heat. I reckon they're against anyone. The, the, the Heat are probably their number one sort of contender that can take them down, I reckon. Even the Bucks, Like, you look at Giannis. So I think if the Celtics don't have Kyrie Irving, I don't think that they're very dangerous. Well, they've been winning. They've 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 had a decent record these Yeah, Marcus Morris is going to be like your number one guy yeah. in the playoffs, apparently. <laughs> I mean, you look at it right now, and they are taking on the Heat, but you've got... See, it's interesting here. You've got the Wizards and the Bucks around them. I would be quite confident of the Celtics if it was against the Wizards and the Bucks. Yeah, the Bucks are too streaky for a um, seven-game for a seven-game series. They might take one. They might take two. I have no faith that they will win that series. The Bucks will not win a playoff series coming from the eight seed. No way. Um, Wizards, I don't. Will get knocked out of the first round as well. Um, I have a lot of love for your team, Nicholas. I have lost a lot of faith. all faith. Gotta have faith. I've lost all faith in my team at the moment. Um, where we desperately need John Wall back, and once we inject a bit of Wall, uh, I'm sure I'll be inject hyped a, and inject a Wall. Inject some Wall. I think you just run into it <laughs> <laughs> of some regard. Um, but if I were the Boston Celtics, I would not be... Miami Heat is the worst matchup for them. Yeah, it, it, the, the Heat are basically the Celtics, but they don't have Kyrie Irving. Mm. The Heat are almost like a better version in terms of role players, like Josh Richardson, mm. Goran Dragic, Hassan Whiteside, Wayne Ellington. That is, And obviously they have similarly um, outstanding coaching. Brad Stevens, I will be mentioning him in the, in the next busy manual, but Eric Spolscher, 
perennial coach of the year candidate. Um, he's obviously since his Miami days with LeBron, but you know he's obviously been underrated, similar to a Brad Stevens. But I then like your playoff, your playoff picture. You've also got the likes of Dwayne Wade, who's, yeah. who's who's just big, like yeah, yeah, big stars come up at, at big times, big moments, yeah. absolutely. And I think that it and Kelly Olenek, obviously mm-hmm. um, was a, he absolutely but, killed us last year, and now he's with the Miami Heat. Could he do it mm-hmm. to his former former team? So there's certainly some worries there, and I think Kyrie Irving because he has. That we talk about, you know, the playoff success of a guy like Dwayne Wade. Kyrie Irving's already had his big moments, despite mm. his, you know, relative sort of youth. He's still twenty five years old. That's so three, they that three that drained that drained the hopes from the, the Warriors. One of the best Cavs moments <laughs> ever. But you know, they need him. Um, plain and simple, they need him healthy. Um, and if it's not by the first round of the playoffs, we could see them swept. So I'm going to give this Twicky. I like doing. Twi- I like. I like. <laughs> I like Cavani, like and you always <laughs> swear when I do it. But I'm giving it Twicky because I think that the Celtics have some nice depth, but you know you also take into account the fact that Marcus Smart could miss the entire season. You know Jalen Brown's just getting back now, and I think he's going to be fine by the. T- but he's hopefully his form will be fine by then. But you know, there's certainly some question marks around the Boston Celtics and their playoff hopes. I mean, and I'm going to give this one a little bit, a uh, little bit more credit. I'm going to, I'm going to give this a uh, an actual wiki. A, a ficky. Hey, you go, you yeah, you do, yeah. Hey, I like fact it. wiki. Okay, okay, um, okay. Because they meet the they meet the heat in that um, in that first round. You can very easily see it going to seven games. And I believe they've lost two of their three season meetings so far this year. Mm. So uh, that doesn't bode well for a seven. I always game like seasons. going that once the once the postseason has started. Yeah. You look back at the regular season. Yeah. You see the tie breaks. It's like oh they've, yeah, and I mean won three and one. We or... don't know off the top of our head. There's so many freaking games. Like who was in that game? Who wasn't playing that game? But mm. it certainly doesn't bode well. But speaking of, we mentioned Brad Stevens uh, in passing there. But Brad Stevens is this season's. Coach of the Year, Nicholas. So I think this was brought up on Twitter by uh, ESPN's Chris Forsberg, who is a, a Boston writer for ESPN. And the fact that we talked about their success lately without Kyrie, without Marcus Smart, without Jalen Brown, uh, and you know how Marcus Morris has been balling and Terry Rogier has been balling. You know Daniel Tice is out for the season now. Does that elevate Brad Stevens's you know uh, credentials as a Coach of the Year candidate, or is it still Dwayne Casey? Is it still Mike D'Antoni? Is it still those sort of guys? I want you to ask me again. I, w- okay? I want you to ask me again. Is uh, Brad Stevens coach of the year? Okay. Nick, is Brad Stevens coach of the year? Wrong. Okay. Uh, Donald Trump doesn't think so. What do you think? <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Hashtag alternative fact. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll agree. We... Oh, in fact, I won't agree. There is so much recency bias in this league. You see it in, <laughs> you see it in every all sport. I think it's in all oh, sport. Yeah, okay, that's, that's that's fair. Anthony Davis I think is it's MVP. Just in everything that we do, yeah, things that happen right now are the talking points, and so they get they get inflated. That's why Giannis Giannis peaking at the start of the year, we're just like chill, chill, bro. Yeah, where everyone's just like Giannis MVP. It's chill, bro. It's like all right, fair enough. Um, yeah, now he's not even in the conversation. Uh, Brad Stevens coach of the year. I mean, do we forget the slumps that you know um, he started hot? And then yeah. slumped. Now the Toronto Raptors are by far and away the best team in the East at the moment. Um, those um, those deficiencies yeah. can't be over. They, they can't be overlooked. You can. You have to have a balanced view of where he's been. And I think Dwayne mm, Casey exactly. has had, in terms of the season overall, and even preseason, there were questions around him as well. So I think that there's an element of that that sort of gets forgotten. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, often, obviously Celtics fans will probably hate us, you know, at the J-Man, JBT. Yeah. Hit us up on email, jbtpodcast at gmail.com. Um, so I think, yeah, 
he, I think he got some love from us at otgbasketball.com in our, in our round table. I personally voted for Dwayne Casey just because of yeah, how he's been. He's, able to, he's got my vote. And I, I think, you know, you could, you know, always chuck in a guy like an Eric Spolstra. You could chuck mm. in. I think this deserves an underrated love for Aussie Brett Brown. To, if the if the Sixers finish fourth, yeah, that is amazing, and get a home playoff like home playoff uh, round, that'd be ridiculous for a team that was you know he was coaching you know the the trust the process tanking teams with Sam yep. Hinkie. So I think Brett Brown deserves a little bit of love there. I mean, we could go on for days about all the Nate great McMillan. Players. Yes, Nate McMillan, another another really good uh, one you mentioned there, Nicholas. But mm-hmm. uh, the speaking of Aussies. Bang, bang. Hey, I'm going okay with this. Uh, the Boomers are going to kick Team USA's butt uh, in a real, <laughs> or as we would like to say, their ass. They're going to kick their ass, mate. Um, for all our American listeners, um, please stay tuned. We, we still love you. But we love Australia more. We do. And that's why this is a hashtag fact. Um, <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes, Nick! I will be... Whenever these tickets come out, oh my god, I'm going to buy... $3,000, we're, we're courtside. I mean, we're, we'll be there. Um, we're going to debt for it. <laughs> JBT Live from Andy Had Stadium. No, nah, it, it's, it's going to be an interesting game. We um, obviously kept up with them pretty well in Rio, I think it was, um, when, we played yeah, them, yeah. when we played them last. They didn't um, like our play. They didn't like the rough and tumble of no, us Aussies, uh, Well, yeah, exactly. I Get mean, bogey down there. You see Daly absolutely clotheslining uh, Beal earlier in the year. I love it. Good old AFL tackle. Get around um, it. Ben Simmons at the hip and shoulder to Morris. Yeah, exactly. So you've got... You, you, I mean, we've got a good team. You, you line up the team. You've got Simmons, yep. Mills, uh, Dally, Fon, Jingles. Bogey is a backup. Like, there's your starting five there. Bear style as we've well. We've got a lot of length in our team with the likes of Simmons, Fon, and that's it. <laughs> Actually, there's not a lot of <laughs> No, length, but Jonah, Jonah Bolden as well. Um, oh, we've got uh, Baines as well. Aaron Baines. Baines. So, like, we've got... We've got some depth in our team now. The the thing is, and a lot of you know Americans are dismissing this, but this is a uh, these two exhibition games are, are a lead up to the FIBA World Championships. Mm. So I think that the American Team USA may take this somewhat seriously. Also, guys that are going to be doing their promo tours in US in China, uh, you know, maybe Clay, maybe Steph, mm. um, maybe even LeBron. We could see some big names down here. Oh, now yeah. I, I don't, I'm not, you know, saying that you know. I'm locking it in the fact that it's going to be KD, it's going to be you know an all-star lineup. But I think that there's a real great chance that we could see some of the best NBA players. I'm hoping we see Kyrie Irving mm. um, because you know we obviously has that Aussie connection as well. Mm-hmm. Funnily enough, I think like on um, basketball reference, it says like Duke slash Australia, despite the fact that he was like born in Australia and he like left when he was two. Yeah. So I don't know why <laughs> we still refer to him as an Aussie, but you know us Aussies will will claim anything. But I think yeah, it's going to be a really really fun. Uh, 2019, we're counting down the days, that's for sure. And the fact that it's two exhibition games as well, I think there's also, uh, there's talks of, I'm not sure if it's been confirmed, but like Serbia and a few other teams, uh, Euro teams could be making their way down here. It's sort of like a sort of round-robin tournament, which I think would be absolutely awesome. France, um, or a few other teams. I mean, Australian basketball is in the best state that it's ever been. Mm. And even next year, you know, we could see Ben Simmons finally getting that all-star nod. You know, he was unlucky to get it this year. Um, he's going to be featured, featuring very heavily in Rookie Watch coming up. Yep. Um, he's had an absolutely outstanding week. And Ben Simmons leading us Aussies, you know, he, he didn't get to do it... Um, at our last World Championship and our, and our last Olympics. But, you know, he said that he wants to lead this team, you know. Um, it'll be good to see Ben Simmons finally in the green and gold. And hopefully, 
I'm gonna hashtag fact as well, Nick. I can't, I can't not be in Australia <laughs> you, you, right you've now. Gotta, you've got to have that patriotism. We're, we're all in. We're, we're all in. We're going to watch Blindsided patriotism here, Nicholas. I'll be going to both games as well. I'll, I'll be trying to go to both games. We I'm, are going to be... going to be in quite a lot of debt. If we, we might need to sit down. We've started plenty of GoFundMes before, but we, we might actually need a GoFundMe to get some tickets <laughs> for this one. All right. Um, next one here, Jack. Yes. Despite the time that he's missed, which has been plentiful, uh, Rudy Gobert deserves Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, fact, Nick. Oh, just, uh, just straight up, bang, love it. Fact because he's the best defensive player in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. So, games, yes, uh, obviously they are a factor. Drill Embiid was talked about being a possible rookie of the year contender last year, despite the fact he played 31 games. I think <laughs> Bo, um, Gobert's on his way to play about 55 or so. He's at 47 right now. He plays the final 10 games, 57-60. That's enough for me. I reckon that's enough. And I, and you know, you look at the impact that he's had. You know, I'm going to buy some stats from Andy Bailey. He's first in defensive real plus minus. He's third in defensive rating. He's third in defensive win shares for 48 minutes. He's second in defensive box plus, box plus minus. And Drill Embiid and Al Horford are around that range, but they're nowhere near that status in those in those categories, you know, the real categories. And I think the offense, the defensive rating that, you know, um, the Jazz have had since he's been back is like something like 98 or 93 mm. or something absolutely it's phenomenal. Ri- it's ridiculous. I mean, he, he himself personally has a defensive rating of 100. It's, which it, is... In today's NBA... That is ridiculous. In today's low. NBA, which are the pace and the space, the three-point shooting, mm. there is no one that affects the defensive end more than him other than a Draymond Green at his peak. And Draymond Green hasn't been at his peak right now. And I don't think it's... You can't just give an award away for someone just because of... Um, reputation. That's why I think Rudy Gobert has always been around this mark anyway. You know, he could have won it last year, mm. uh, despite the fact that Draymond Green, you know, was obviously a deserved winner. So I'm giving it to Rudy Gobert. And if, for all the people that are like, what about games played? 55 games, if you can bring his team, I think with Gobert, the team's like 23 and 2 or something. Something absolutely phenomenal. You know, I think that that's a, there's enough for him where he is having the impact that he deserves, that he deserves Defensive Player of the Hashtag Fat Naked Boy. Yeah, and I, I, I know I shouldn't invite this, but his offense can help yeah. his Defensive Player of yeah, the yeah, Year yeah. candidacy. Kawhi, because it's yep. Exactly. Because it's not like... Things like an Andre... Things like an Andre Robeson um, can... Oh, sorry. People like people like Andre Robertson. Yeah, who are obviously pure amazing, defense. pure, pure defensive. Exactly, yeah. pure defensive should be looked at in a similar vein in, in these categories, and they are. I mean, we were talking about um, Andre Robertson for Defensive Player of the Year before he got injured. Yeah, we were. Um, but yeah, this spot. exactly. But this having having because having Rudy Gobert effect, being effective on the offensive end elevates him just as an overall player. Yeah, definitely. and then just. His defense gets his his status. His player status gets picked up as well. Yeah, and so that helps that helps his candidacy for defensive player of the year. And you know the stats are all there. It's amazing just to see his um, denial, um, he his denial shots. rate. I guess. Yeah, the, like players don't want to get in the paint against mm, him. Exactly. You see Rudy Gobert there. You're taking a pull up mid ranger. Yeah. Now this is via trade to pay as of March 21st. The defensive rating during Utah Jazz's 21-2 run, which was since uh, January 24th, they had a 94.5 defensive rating, and the second best is the Toronto Raptors at 103. To have an 8.5 point difference is the same as the gap between second and 26. Like, come on! I think. <laughs> We, we, we love our stats here, and you know we can only t- take so much of them, and you take with them what you will. 
but those stats validate our points. That's completely. not even a small sample size. That no. is a quarter of the season. Yeah. Over a quarter of the season. Over 23 a quarter, games. Yeah, a game over. Oh, wait. More. Two, more. Yeah, two games, basically. Yeah. Two games over a quarter of the season. So it's not exactly like you're taking a small sample size. I mean, I think I put a, put in a stat last week when the Blazers were on this hot run. And their defense, I, yeah. I, I think that I, I put in a six game. Yeah. And their, their offense and defense were just amazing. This is a 23-game span. Just amazing stuff from the Jazz, and Rudy Gobert has a lot to do with that. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. Mate, I've got a bit of a uh, curveball one here for you. Oi, throw it at me. All right. Uh, in light of, I think it was today. Was it today? Um, could have been today, could have been yesterday. <laughs> Need to get my facts right. Um, but I want to know whether Russell Westbrook's shirt... That yes. he wore with the forty-one triple doubles on nice his on color. his uh, on his shirt. Whether that was arrogant as hell. Um, well, I think Steph uh, Russ, sorry, uh, is known for having that level of hubris. Hmm. And if you can rock it, and I mean, he rocks. He rocks everything. He can rock anything. I wish I could. Um, <laughs> right now, I'm actually wearing a Russell Westbrook jersey. There you um, go, yeah. So I'm all for it, mate. Um, arrogant. Yeah. Hashtag fact. But does that mean it's not swag the hell out? I mean, Nick, if you had a triple double, you would probably make a whole shirt out of it, and you'd get you get like JBT on it. You'd get. I'd wear of, a sash that said triple double. Yeah, it's like you know you'd one Miss USA or some exactly, shit. Yeah, Russell Westbrook can do whatever he wants. Um, there's gonna he's always gonna have his haters hashtag haterade, but um, I'm all for it. You know, Russell Westbrook can rock whatever he wants to the point where I actually want to buy this shirt. It looks cool. It, it's it's a cool looking shirt. Good font, despite the fact that it's you know it 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 is it is just it's not it's tacky a, though though. That's I think that's a more pressing thing. Like if it was like you know if it was tacky and it looked crap, like then it would be like it, I think we could go say it was arrogant, but it looked shit. But Russell Westbrook's known for his fashion. Now he ain't gonna cop mm. anything that isn't. 100% mint good yeah. quality. So, nah, mate, I'm all for it. All right, good. Love it. I mean, I love the shirt too. I mean, wherever you're selling it, just please. I will Hit buy, us up. I will buy one. Slide into our DMs. We need, we want free stuff. We haven't got much free stuff as uh, JBT hosts. Um, hopefully sooner rather than later. Yeah, that's it. Um, all right, bit of a coaching uh, bit of a coaching thing. Coach Nick. Here, I am Coach Nick. Um, your, Your coaching career. My coaching career. Yes. My coaching career would have no future <laughs> if the NBA slash USA basketball recommendations were to go through. So those recommendations are to ban three-pointers from players 11 and under. Also, uh, before we get started, shout out to uh, Nick's uh, under-12s mm. team who got uh, made the finals. Yep. But uh, lost out due to some uh, poor shooting, funnily uh, enough. It was, it, was, it, was a, it was a mixture of things, but it was just... Open shots just weren't sinking. We were the better team on the day. Our defense was A+. Plus. Couldn't fault the boys. Yeah. It's just sink your shots. shots. Sink your shots. you got to shoot your shot and you got to make it. That's the, that's, I mean, that's the bad thing about elimination rounds. Yes. I mean, we've seen upsets in March Madness at the moment. Sometimes the better team doesn't always win. Look at us talking about college basketball. I mean, look at the doggies two years ago. Look at us talking about AFL now. Exactly. That's a discrepancy. <laughs> so no one's going to know about college basketball. Some people are going to have no idea about AFL. We, we cover all areas. Exactly. But, but I'm going to just I'm going to speak as you, Nicholas. Mm. Um, right. So Tell me how my coaching career is Your coaching go. career, I think, you've got a really elevated philosophy. You're, you're a smart dude. I'll give you that. You, Thank you. You're switched on. And I think you want the best Wrong. shot. Wrong. 
<laughs> well, Donald Trump doesn't think Donald, so. <laughs> Donald's getting, uh, you know, he's had a big week. He's had a big presidency. He had a big couple of years, so he's going to get plenty of love from us. Um, not really, but you know, <laughs> Donny T um, oh, doesn't God. doesn't think that um, Nick is a great coach. Mm. I do. Uh, to in his first coaching season, ladies and gentlemen, this would be like Brett Brown, who, would buy, mind you, was nine and seventy-three in his first season, brought the Sixers to the NBA Finals. Nick brought a team to the NBA, WBA, Western Basketball, well, WBA, the WBA Finals, the Under Twelve Association, and three four, three pointers. I like this because it's teaching the fundamentals to kids. Mm. You know, they're not going to be chuckers and heavers. Exactly. They don't have the physical like capabilities yet to shoot from anything over 10 to 12 feet. Exactly. So teach them how to do laps, teach them how to do free throws, teach them how to do those key things, teach them the mechanics of how to take a good jump shot. Exactly. I mean, if, if, if the weekend game was anything to go by, you hit your open shots yeah. from, you know, three to five feet out, yeah. then you can work on your, your three-pointers. And these kids take enough three-pointers as it is. They play basketball together at school. They play it after, after school. Yeah. Whenever they're not training, they're heaving threes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whenever they're not playing... An Thank you, game, Steph. They are heaving threes. So it's just the way... It's, it's just what's in, you know? So the fact that a lot of people are saying that, you know, this is the modern NBA, three-pointers, they're not developing that, that skill... They will be developing that skill themselves. Yeah, they've already done until it until they've hit they hit a an age where they've grown enough so that they can shoot the three comfortably and efficiently. I am twenty four years old and I can't shoot a three comfortably. I can't. not comfortably. I have to heave it. I I feel like I can't even shoot a free throw comfortably. Well, there you, there, there you go. <laughs> I'm um, anything above anything outside of two feet for me. Uh, offensive rebounds. Um, I'm struggling. And may I just add for for players. Uh, under 11, well, we're, we're under 12s, so yeah, even yeah. even older than that. Yeah. Three-pointers aren't a thing. The three-point line is not a thing. If you shoot from three, it's a two, and oh. you manage to hit it, but I've never seen a kid hit it. Maybe they should institute that as well, because then that discourages them from taking it, as well as the fact of you know discouraging the fact that they shouldn't be taking it in the first place. So, nice little tidbit there to finish mm. with, Nicky Boy. But speaking of coaching... The Magic and the Knicks should fire their respective coaches, f- respective coaches, following the conclusion of the season. With recent news that Coach Hornacek and Coach Frank Vogel uh, are set to be relieved of their positions following the season. Um, not sure what you think of this, Nick, but I think it might be a little bit haphazard on the Magic's part. The Knicks, I can see it somewhat um, in terms of rebuilding a sort of state, uh, rebuilding their sort of franchise around a new coach, you know, new culture, that sort of mm. thing. You know, I think Hornacek's had his moments with Kristaps Porzingis. Mm. You know, he's had some screaming matches with him. Um, it's so- really, it's really just been a like. I can't see how this is Hornacek's fault. It's it's been trades. The coaches always the, tra- the coach is a scapegoat. Full guy, but yeah. The Knicks have made some just god awful trades. Yeah. The Derrick Rose trade is is obviously a, a glaring joke. Him Noah, e- e- exactly that whole Bulls package. What was it? Everything's not wrapped up in a neat little package (laughs) with the New York Knicks. It's... I think he has done admirably with what he's done. Give me a grade. Give me a grade, like an A, B, C, D over his tenure. B minus. See, I'm giving it a C plus. Oh, well, that's only one one grade off. B and C are big big differences, Nicholas. If I say a C plus on... Yeah, but I'm on the lower end of B and you're at the upper end of C. Yeah. So... Upper C, lower B. Yeah. Don't wink sounds, at me, sounds, sounds, <laughs> sounds dirty, but yeah, I think you make a decent point about Hornacek, but at the same time, if you're rebuilding, you get new coaches. You, like, you know, Derek Fisher was in before that. Mm. So I think 
you know, the the Knicks are known for being a sort of revolving door when it comes to it's like it's like the it's the, a tough it's a tough franchise to coach. It's the Grandpa Simpson meme where he's like in and then he just walks out. Yeah, it's a new <laughs> Knicks coach. Um, but in terms of Frank Vogel, he is a proven coach. He's taken in, you know that Pacers team to the finals before. You know I'm pretty sure he's got a a, a winning record, if not a close to winning record. The Orlando Magic. We talk about sort of revolving doors for coaches. Mm. Dear Lord. Um, I'm not sure what they would be looking to do. Um, I think coaching is the least of their issues. Maybe bringing in some new assistant coaches. You know, they've revamped that front office before the start of the season. I'm not sure what he was supposed to do when you got guys like Bismarck Beyond and Nikola Vucevic um, at, at the, at, in your front line. And, you know, you've got youngsters like Aaron Gordon and Jonathan Isaac around him. And they're just, they have no guards. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure but whether, like, you know, I think both of these coaches will coach again. Um, if they are relieved of their positions, especially Frank Vogel. You know, we, we talked about Fisdale. Fisdale could get either of these jobs as well. Um, there's talk of David Black coming back to the Knicks. Mm. You know, I think the Knicks are looking for someone apparently that has a connection to LeBron. I'm not sure why. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But uh, um, I think that they... I don't think that they should refi- should fire them. So that's why I'm going to give it like a Twitter. You know, I think that you, they could and maybe it might be the right decision. But it, in terms of the reasoning and in terms of, you know, Long-term future, it might make sense, but short-term, you know, neither of these guys have been horrific. Um, Vogel more so for me um, than Hornacek, but, you know, uh, I, I don't really understand some of the decision-making from front offices and ownership. Yeah, of course. I mean, like, it's a big difference between whether the Magic of the Knicks should fire or will fire. Will, yeah. Will, yeah, but they probably You're will. You're always about the technicalities yeah, with I my am, bloody I am. You topics. got a word, I'm right, mate. Because oh, um, I, I think they will. Whether they should is a, is a, is a different, different story um the magic obviously started so hot uh aaron gordon showed those flashes of where he can be um jonathan jonathan isaac was their rookie um this year and the likes of vucevic and and the the names that you said before i mean they've got a solid team uh they have fallen off the face of the planet um in the past few months um which is not boding well for Vogel's case. So if, if anyone deserves to keep their job more, I think it could be potentially Hornacek because it's, it's just been turmoil in, um, in New York land. <laughs> New York land. <laughs> New York land. City of Apples. For a, for a while now. Um, and I think in terms of who's done the better job, I'd probably say Hornacek has done the... Or Hornacek or however you want to pronounce it. I think it's Hornacek. I think it's Hornacek. Um, has, has, done the, uh, has done the better job out of those two. Um, so, yeah, I'm... So, I don't know what I'm giving this one, mate. <laughs> so I guess because yeah. you've fused two coaches together and I've got two different opinions about it and Get- then I've got should and will... You've just screwed... I've got like four different ratings for this one thing. You what are you always, doing to You me? always do. Um, we are not going to go to a break. We're going to go straight to JB Team of the Week, aren't we, Nick? Yeah, that's right. I mean, let's try and something different. So we can talk more about it in our off-topic. So we get you get 15 more seconds of this. And our voices, you know, as much But you know, as the time we've talked about not going to a break press the is button. the time that... Press the button. Okay. JB Team of the Week. Yes, welcome to JB Team of the Can Week. You not dance that music. I know, I do it every week, and you, I mean, you can't hear it, so you miss out. But uh, uh, for those of you who are new, this is where we recognize the players who have been outstanding in their position over the week just gone. So, taking out the point guard position, no surprises here. The big Kemba Walker. Uh, in a 61-point demolition of the Grizzlies, 
Uh, Walker was the main culprit, finishing with 46 points in just 28 minutes of action, shooting an extremely efficient 13 from 8 from the field and 10 of 14. Sorry, 13 from 18 from the field and 10 of 14 from the three. May I just add, you haven't written this down. He had a true shooting percentage of over 100% (laughs) for that game. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's amazing. What? 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 Yes, exactly. Um uh, and the ten, the ten or fourteen was a franchise record. He had a forty-six plus box minus, um, a box box plus minus. So he had a plus forty-seven there, and he became the third player in NBA history to make at least ten three-pointers and ten free throws in a game. Joe Dumas did it in nineteen ninety-four, and Kyrie Irving did it in two thousand fifteen. Uh, so Kemba Walker taking out that point guard. It's been a massive week for JB Team Jack. Oh boy! You you had your work cut out for you this it, week. It's always freaking hard because I have to like look at every single like line from every night. Mm. Um, you know, we put I put a lot of work on this doc every week, so um, I hope you guys appreciate it. Yep. JB team of the week, especially. That's it. Shooting guard James Harden, future MVP, calling it now. Hot takes here. Oh, well, not, not that not that hot. I but feel <laughs> like that, that take is as hot as my toe, as which is quite tall. Which quite cold and big anyway um we discussed that earlier <laughs> scored uh, 42 points and the houston rockets snapped the portland trailblazers 13 game winning streak 115 to 111 on that tuesday night uh he also added six rebounds and seven assists in a masterful offensive performance uh from the mvp favorite there mate take the front court um, when has LeBron James not been the small I mean, forward? If you're keeping track at home, I'm pretty sure you would know <laughs> uh, how one-sided this JB Team of the Week is. Out of, but our, we will, uh... out of our 22 shows, I think he's got like <laughs> at least 20 of them. Uh, but LeBron had a phenomenal week, and he had a phenomenal 40-point triple-double uh, in the Cavs' crucial win over Giannis and the Bucks' 40 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists. He also had a scintillating performance and an even better win over the Eastern Conference-leading Raptors. 35 points, 7 rebounds, 17 assists with zero turnovers. Zero Mark. turnovers. That is amazing. 17 assists with zero turnovers. Chris Paul like. That is amazing. And he also had a steal as well. Um, he's the third player in the past 10 seasons to record 17 or more assists without a turnover in a game. Chris Paul did it twice. Classic. <laughs> and Rajan Rondo did it twice as well. So uh, LeBron doing even... The fact that he's doing such outstanding things in his 15th season, um, breaking records... I mean, it is crazy that we're not even talking about him for the MVP. Yeah. But that's how good Harden has been this season. Yeah, I know. And you can even chuck in a guy like an Anthony Davis. Exactly. Who, funnily enough, was not at our power forward position because he was overtaken by LaMarcus Aldridge, who poured in a career-high 45 points and fell just one rebound short of what would have been a monster double-double as the San Antonio Spurs held off the Utah Jazz. Great win by them in overtime. 45 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal, and 3 blocks. LaMarcus Aldridge, in the absence of Kawhi Leonard, has been leading his Spurs. We've talked about the fact that would they miss the playoffs. With LaMarcus Aldridge playing like this, you know, it's uh, anything but. They're going to be there. And against my Nets, Dwight Howard had an historic night. 32 points, 30 rebounds. He led the Charlotte Hornets to become the first player since Moses Malone in 1982 to tally over 32 points and 30 or more rebounds and made him only the 8th player Ever with a 30-30 game. Dwight Howard, Hall of Fame lock. And Ooh, having yeah. a quietly pretty good season with the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, I mean, he's been... Ever since his, his dismal last season with the Rockets, he's been steadily improving. Which was, you know, steadily improving from that season. <laughs> Alright, let's... Um, massive, massive week for JB Team. Whoa. Um, so let's uh, head to Rookie Watch. Put it down, young fella! all-around rookie ever. The best rookie we've ever seen. 
Lesson one, rookie. Expect the unexpected. Yes, for those of you who are new, this is where we award one, two, or three votes to the rookies based on their weekly performance, very much like JB Team of the Week. Taking out the one vote, Donovan Mitchell was the catalyst uh, for the Jazz's win over the Mavs. He put up 26 points, five rebounds, four assists, three steals. May I just add, that yeah. scoreline got one vote. Um, that that scoreline, that scoreline, Jack, got one vote. Mm-hmm. Two votes uh, in a Celtics tight upset win over the Thunder. Jason Tatum played an integral role. Uh, he had 23 points, 11 rebounds, nice double-double there, four assists, still on a block as well, with a plus 23 in the box plus mod. Is that a triple-double, mate? Is that a triple-double? I'm going to give him the triple. Oh. <laughs> I'll give him the triple-double nod. Mate, <laughs> who's taking the three votes? Before we move on, um, no. no? Okay, Ben, yep. ben Simmons. Yep. Yep. Nah, that's all yep. right. I'll You're talk right. to you about yep. Ben Simmons got his ninth triple-double in Philadelphia's win over Charlotte. He, he's third in his past four games. Does his superstar racked up 11 points, 15 assists, and 12 rebounds in only 33 bang, minutes. Bang, bang, Also had three steals and most impressively, zero turnovers. Mm. He had another triple-double in a win over Minnesota. 15 points, 12 rebounds, 13 assists. Uh, Adam Formal of NBA Math. Simmons is just the third player to have zero turnovers of a triple-double game in their rookie season. Simmons' ninth triple-double is the most by any Philadelphia rookie in a season since Will Chamberlain recorded 31 in 1967-68. Which is crazy. <laughs> it is also the 19th time the 21-year-old has racked up 10 assists or more, passing Allen Iverson for most 10-plus assist games by a 76ers rookie. And finally... Ben Simmons just joined Oscar Robertson as the only rookies ever to average a triple dubber over over a seven game span. And he got another one today. That was the Minnesota. Oh, one. that was the Minnesota one. Yeah. yeah okay. So right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So he is crazy. Um, ben Simmons is certainly extending his lead at uh, I mean, GBT's. I mean, for, for me, it was it was a little bit tight between Donovan Mitchell and um and Ben Simmons. Uh, in that mid-season sort of, yeah, it was who's very winning close. rookie of the year, very close. and there's not a doubt in my mind now. No. Not a doubt in my mind, and it should be almost unanimous. When in doubt, look to rookie watch. Exactly. When in doubt, listen to off topic. How about we play the basketball? What the heck are you talking about? Now the question is, pants or shorts? Sandwiches toasted or fresh? He just sits on people. That is complete shit. What? 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 What the hell is wrong with you people? Off topic. Off topic. Off topic. Off topic. Off topic. Off topic. Um, all right. In honor of Jordan Clarkson comments <laughs> earlier in the week on the Road Trip and Podcast. Great podcast. You should check it out, by the way. Um, not as good as JBT. Not as good as JBT, no. Uh, about humans having dinosaurs as pets. <sighs> He's a crazy man. Um, we That's... thought we'd discuss... Like, what is in that Cleveland water? I, because because Kyrie Irving with the Earth flat Earth. comments, I mean, come on, he's a, he's an educated man. Do you reckon man. that there would have been these dinosaurs on the flat Earth as well? These are pets? Would they uh, are they like a culmination of this weird Cavs alternate universe that they have going around there? <laughs> I don't I don't know what they're spe- I don't they're know so, what Toronto lose. Just dumb. <laughs> like, they're just dumb. Like seriously, <laughs> Kyrie Irving is dumb. Jordan Clarkson is dumb. You are both dumb human beings. <laughs> don't at me. Don't at me. You're dumb. Anyway, we thought we'd discuss. What animals we'd like to have as pets. Now, these can be as practical or impractical as you'd like. Obviously, yes. the impractical-er, the better. The, more, the better I think you would just say the more impractical. The, no, Jack. <laughs> the impractical-er, um, the better uh, We're going to start a GoFundMe page again for Nick to get, a, get him a word of the day calendar. Oh, his vocabulary <laughs> makes me sick. As, an, uh, as a teacher myself. But, you know, I mentioned in this in passing that 
you know, I'm often compared to a giraffe as an animal, as my sort of spirit animal. Mm. So I feel like, you know, I've got to just embrace that. You know, it's probably have not a giraffe as a, as a pet. I'm going to need like some solid ceilings or he might have to be like well, how, how, an outdoor giraffe. Exactly. Logistically, how, I mean, okay, here's a cool thing. Yes. You put a GoPro on the top of a giraffe. Oh man! Oh, the views. Stuff the stuff the drones. I just need a GoPro on my giraffe. Exactly, and, and you could cost? spy on your. How much? Does, I I think a drone is not as expensive as a giraffe. I feel like Peter Griffin has gotten a giraffe before. I feel like we might be stealing ideas. I'm from sure. Family. I'm sure there's an episode where he's, <laughs> he's definitely got, a got some sort of weird well, mo- episode of Modern Family where the, he gets a llama. Llama. I'm not. A, I'm not a big fan of a llama. Or was it a camel? Camel, I'd go. What's the why? More the humps, mate. I'm all about the humps. My humps, my, my humps, humps, my humps, my humps. My lovely lady lumps. I mean, personally, I know it's very impractical. I'd love a goldfish. Yeah, they're the most impractical creatures you can have. Have you <laughs> never had a goldfish before? I have. They've all died I feel very like, quickly. <laughs> I feel like ours died like while our parents were because like Chaz didn't feed. It was like his only job. Oh yeah, when he's our, uh, good. He's classic. a responsible man. Uh, he has. Nick, give me some wild creatures out there. What about like a dragon or like a sphinx? Well, dragons don't exist, Jack. What about a unicorn? Okay, I'd love a Kristap Porzingis just in my backyard. Uh, hi that would be... Do you have a drum roll there? Give me like a uh, dum I don't have a drum roll, but just it's not a dum Play a soundbite that relates well to that witty comment. Cash money, baby. That's as close as I can get. Cash money. I mean, the pet, the uh, unicorn is going to cost a lot of money. It would. So it's going to have. You're going to have to really. And get you know, the the stardust that it eats will just chew away through my entire finances. Do they eat stardust? I have no idea, Jack, uh, because they don't exist. They do they? I mean, I'm sure they eat magical carrots of some regard. Shout out to uh, my Mrs. Miss Ali Owen, who made a unicorn cake the other day. Quite tasty. Oh, that's cool. Nice uh, white buttercream on it. Um, so is that weird? To, if you were to feed a unicorn a unicorn cake, is that weird? Well, is she, that is that borderline cannibalism? She also made like a cat cake as well with chocolate buttercream. So feeding that to cats would that be cannibalism? Like, I mean, who hasn't fed their pet chicken KFC? Who hasn't done that before? <laughs> who hasn't fed their, so their pet dog <laughs> Dim Sims before? Who hasn't done that before? <laughs> You, are, are you implying that there is dog in Dim Sims? Because um, you would be 100% correct. Jason Pham uh, s- uh, sent him some DMs on Facebook. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if he's got a Twitter page. But um, you know, the, we want to but, hear... But, but, but animals as pets, Jack. Yes. Animals as pets. So, I would love a rhinoceros as a pet. Yeah. Could well, just, just riding downtown on my rhinoceros, no one. No one would dare mess with you. Well, Bart had Stampy. What would you, oh, what yeah, would you call an, your rhino? An, an elephant. Yeah. I don't know. Fatso? <laughs> <laughs> What, Rhino. <laughs> what am I going to call you then? Rinny. Hi. Uh, yeah. You need some sort of like witty. Riri. Because it's Rhino. Oh, Rhino. R- R- I actually really like Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Um, we need like a really bad laugh track <laughs> as part of our sample. But I actually do like that. I, I would call you all Rhino Riri. Like <laughs> something, something big, like a like an elephant, yeah. like a um, like like a rhinoceros. What like, about a blue uh, whale? Give me a blue elf. Yeah, I chuck mean, chuck it up in the ceiling like we do it, like one of those. Just fill up things. a, just fill up a little kiddie pool, and you just chuck it in there. Yeah, you're right. Just sponge it every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> give it a sponge. sponge? <laughs> give it a sponge bath. Give it a sponge bath. I feel like the, we are not going to be taking responsible um, <laughs> awareness in terms of our lofty pet creatures. But speaking of exotic uh, animals, um, Martin Gortat, I believe, uh, either I think he owns them, but then he leases them out to a zoo so, if i don't know if that's how pet ownership works exotic pet ownership maybe works. it does yeah um 
but he's got all these uh, exotic animals that he owns, but a zoo takes care of them, obviously. And yeah, he visits and he you know, he visits them. He sponsors them. He pays for everything for them. And yeah, you know, he's got tigers. He's got giraffes. He's essentially got himself a zoo, <laughs> well, um, and so that's you know that's pretty close to owning some quite exotic animals. Yeah, I mean we've talked about unicorns, but you know I wouldn't mind a tiger. I've always lions are they're the king of the jungle, so I mean um, they could be the king of the household, the Manuel household, that's for sure. Um, I, I, I just if we go to the zoo, like you know, I wouldn't mind a dolphin. Oh yeah, but. It, it, I'm always concerned with that, with that with that Simpsons episode where the dolphins rise and kill everyone. True, but <laughs> they, yeah, they are very intelligent creatures. Um, you know, uh, but uh, water-based creatures are, are just the tricky ones. That's all. So we need like land-based creatures. Or am I a toucan? Just randomly. I okay. Like, I remember the um the the the, the lollipops, the, lo- the or the uh, the popsicles or the ice lollies, whatever you want to call them, for all of our international UK and USA listeners. Mm-hmm. Um. I just like their their beaks. I like the color. I like color on my animals. Okay. Yeah, but what do they do? They're nothing. Do... Like birds are useless goddamn animals. You shouldn't cage a bird. Um, heart in a cage, Nicholas. Ooh. Great stroke song. Yeah, it is. Don't know how we got there. Um, what do you got on uh, marching Gortatis? Jesus! Look how tall marching Gortat is compared to his <laughs> giraffe. He's almost as tall as the giraffe. It, mind he you, is a tall man. It is a baby giraffe. Yeah, but he is also a tall man. He, he is over seven foot. He is a Polish hammer. Um, does he keep them in Poland? That's what I want to know. Or does he keep these in like like, like neighborhood Washington? I that's a good question. I'm not too sure. But um, this article here says he has a giraffe and two horses. I know that he's got more than that as well. Um, it, it's interesting. Actually, horses would be like that's not a really impractical pet. Ali's got horses. But I would I would I'm... I would love to. I've never ridden a horse before. Really? Yeah, never ridden a horse. Didn't you go like on one of the retreats in SPC where the, where you had to? Or no, no. Different I am areas? I am far too fat to uh, fit on a horse. Yeah. I mean, I'd break it. Yeah, you you got a fat ass. I got a fat ass. You got a juicy ass. Yeah, I do. Um, but I feel like there'd be some fat horses out there for you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he considered naming his horses pick and roll. That is that a, is great. That is an that awesome, is great. Or pick and pop. I think pick and pop. Pick would be and po- oh, you know pick and pop player though. You do not yeah, want. No, you he's... do not want marching Gortat as on the pop. Yeah, he's a better roller. <laughs> he's a much better roller. Um, but let us know, you you guys. We want to hear your favorite pets. Um, your exotic ideas mm. for animal pets. I mean, like like reasons why. I mean, like like a man sized eagle, and you could just fly to work. I mean, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I but then it would probably like eat you. Yeah, because like eagles are predators. They are. Um, they're they're very vicious. And if they're big, then they 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 come right for you. Definitely. So JBT podcast at gmail dot com at the mm. JBT at JBT Nick. Hit us up with uh with anything basketball, animal, life related. You know we are anything. We are creatures that are willing if to this, listen. If this podcast is anything to go by, I mean we've talked about basketball. Obviously, yes. we've talked about animals. We've talked about toes, appendages. Yeah, uh, Nick's mentioned science before. I mean, we are not above talking about anything. I am literally a jack of all trades. Your name is Jack. My name is I Jack. I get it. He is a Nick of all trades. I, I, yes. He's Nick. <laughs> um, who's spieling? Um, you can spiel, mate. All you right. can spiel this week. So it's time to you're spiel. You're my guest. Uh, it, I am, well, I'm not really a guest. We don't... You're your guest in my house, in I'll my be recording studio. Yes. Um... That just about does it for another week, so we'd just like to say thank you for all tuning in to Just Ball Things. Catch us every Monday, Monday, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Nothing But Net Nothing But Net Dash Radio channel. 
As always, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Blog Talk Radio, or wherever it is you listen to your podcast. Do a solid, leave us a rating, review, subscribe. It helps us out a heap. You can contact us at the JMN JBT or at JBT Nick on Twitter. Sure, hit it. Also, hit up at OTG Basketball. We can find some awesome NBA articles. There is a 2K League. Uh, interview on the NBA outlet. I regularly appear on that. Make sure you subscribe to them as well. We're part of their podcast network. Um, I've got an article coming out soon about D'Angelo Russell for all you Brooklyn Nets fans. Um, and there's also the roundtable discussions about the Coach of the Year, Executive of the Year. So lots of fun stuff coming with OTG. We've got mm. Facebook. Just search Just Ball Things. We're growing there. More always sharing some great articles. Yep. Some great highlights. You know, you want to keep up to date with what's going on in the NBA. Hit us up there on Facebook. And you can hear us up on Gmail. You know, Farhad is still the only man. Uh, <laughs> Good old Farhad. Farhad, you want to hit us up with another email, you're le- mate? You're a legend, mate. We will absolutely answer any question you have, Farhad. We are, he is the number one JBT listener. Yeah, he, I mean, he's our biggest fan. Numero we'll, uno we'll is Farhad. Forever, yeah. We will fly to Qatar, Doha. We will do a live episode from your bedroom, mate, <laughs> if that's what you want to have. Uh, so hit us up on email, jbtpodcast at gmail.com. Remember, it's you guys who make the show great. So we appreciate any and every post heading our way. So until next week. Uh, keep balling, superstars. Keep balling.